Welcome to Into the Glory Zone with me on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, once again, I want to share a recent um, revelation that the Father had given me and the Son, my Lord and Savior Christ Jesus, and um, Lord God, Holy Spirit. As you know, I have been talking about how approximately 50% of the body of Christ doesn't believe in the second baptism of the Holy Spirit. 50% of the body of Christ is primarily just Old Testament, and we are in a new dispensation. We have the New Testament. Now, some people say, well, don't you believe in it? Of course I believe in the Old Testament. And basically, Jesus fulfilled everything, every dot, every tittle, every word, that was prophetically proclaimed on him was fulfilled in the Old Testament. He fulfilled the law. And now we're under grace, right? We're under, we're on the mercy seat, right? So I was talking to the Lord and listening to the Holy Spirit. And one of the interesting things that I've been doing lately is I've really been focusing on walking in God the Father's Love God, the Son, love Yahshua Mashiach, Christ Jesus, love um, God, the Holy Spirit, Ruha Kadash, love. I've been walking, walk in His love, the, their love, and then I wanted to walk in their spirit. I walk in the spirit of the Father. You, you have the spirit of my Lord and Savior, Yahshua Mashiach, Christ Jesus, and the spirit of the Lord God, Holy Spirit, and then I wanted to. Walk in their faith, the faith of the Father, Yahshua Mashiach, the faith of my Lord and Savior Christ Jesus, and the faith of the Lord God Holy Spirit. And of course, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I I will walk in these things. I'm not, I don't have the capability of walking in them myself, but in the, in the power of the Lord God Holy Spirit, because I'm in the other fifty percent of Christians that believe in the second baptism that believe in the authority and power of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I believe, you know, in in miracles. I believe in signs and wonders. I believe that God is a good God. He's a holy God. He's a just God. He's a fair God. He's a merciful God. I believe in my daddy, Abba Father Uavahe. And so I do not believe in extreme sovereignty. I do not believe that my God causes cancer or sickness or disease. God don't have need none of those things to teach us anything, right? That all came from Satan. That came from the curse, right? So I have, I'm on, I'm on that 50% side that, that actually believes that I, God is the owner of this earth. There's no doubt about God is the owner, but we are the custodians. We have been given the authority and dominion over this earth. So we are the ones that should be held accountable for all the messes in this earth. All the problems in this earth, the curse in this earth came through our disobedience, right? And so, like I like, I like what Pastor Ron Carpenter said. If God, if it was under his control, this mess would have been cleaned up before breakfast, right? So, 
that's kind of where I am right now. And it's been awesome because every time I opt to go via the spirit versus the flesh. And let me tell you, when you got that focused on your mind, Satan is going to try to rile up your what? Your flesh. He's going to do it through your family. He's going to do it through your friends. Don't have to even worry about the enemy. And then you're going to do it through your own flesh. A lot, some envy and jealousy tried to come in my heart. I told the father, I said, I don't want this. I said, I don't, I don't want to be envious and jealous of anybody. And, and I, I was very candid with the father. And it, you know, he already knew, but I exposed my heart. I said, I want this out of me. I don't want this in me. And you know what God, God spoke to me. He said, Edith, I have enough love and blessings for you and that individual. Don't you think I can bless you both? I said, yes, you can, Daddy. And peace, the peace of God just came over me. The peace of God just came over me. Um, This has been another, I went to another um, memorial service for one of the members of our church. And, of course, I'm always wondering why some people are touched and they get healed, and other people are brought home, and they get healed in heaven. It's not that they don't get healed, but they get healed in heaven. And so I, I'm not God, so I can't answer that question. But I know my Redeemer lives. As Job said, though he slay me, my Redeemer lives. My, my God lives. And then, you know, I trust him. And that's kind of where I'm getting at now. So I want to talk a little bit more about belief and believing. You know, the New Covenant, the New Testament is a lot simpler than the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, right? We have actually Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit in us. So our spirit, we're tripart being, but our spirit is already in alignment with God's word and his will and the perfect way, but we have to we have to deal with our soul, the activity of our minds, our wills, and our emotions. Our mind, our will, and our emotions. Right? We got to deal with our body, our bones, our muscles, our blood, the circulatory, all our organs. You know, so we have we are tripart being, and in this physical realm, we must have this body. People without this body. Leave their spirit goes and if you if you belong to Christ Jesus, if you accepted his blood for the forgiveness of your sins, then absent from the body, immediately you're in present with Christ Jesus. Immediately. And then if you haven't accepted it, then you are in the waiting area for the the white throne judgment, right? So and that's not gonna be good if you have not accepted. The free blood, the free, it is free. Now, it was costly to God. It was costly to his son and the Lord God, Holy Spirit. But it's free for us. And all you got to do is believe and receive. And so I want to talk a little bit about believing and believing and why that is so important and why and how do you know you really what? Believe the word of God. How do you really know that? You are saved for real, right? Because you have to believe. You have to believe that Christ Jesus 
um, was born of the Virgin Mary. You got to believe that he he was crucified and died. You got to believe that he rose again on the third day. You got to believe that he is now presently sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us as God the Father puts every enemy, including death itself, under Christ Jesus' feet. Right? So, so one way you know that you believe is that you obey. Right? So God has, he has asked us to do certain things, personal things for in, us individually. Not, he's not talking to everybody. Got, like he asked me um, to stop eating sweets. It took a miracle, but I'm headed in the right direction. But that was a personal thing. He doesn't tell everybody to stop eating sweets, right? Um, then he, he has his word. And he commands us to to eat a certain way, to work out, to um, go to um, fellowship and to be fed the word and read the word and meditate on the word. He, he, he gives us a formula. He does. He doesn't give too many formulas, but he gives us a formula for dealing with Satan because he's already a defeated foe. But but like I mean, some people don't know. So Satan relies on a lot of people's ignorance and um, and people perish for lack of knowledge, right? So we must submit to God's word. And if you don't know the word, then you don't know how to submit to God's word. Then you can be then you'll be able to resist the temptations of Satan, right? So submit to God's word, resist the devil. And he must, it's a command, he must what? Flee. So, believe, believing, belief. So, this is why some people can pray and things happen because they truly believe the word of God and they line their lives up with the word of God. And I'm not saying that they're perfect because I'm definitely not perfect. Just had to deal with envy and jealousy just a few days ago. And I've gone, I I wasn't having it. I said, Lord, I don't want this in my heart. I don't want this. And because I was so transparent like a child to my father, he he spoke to me and it was gone. He just wiped it clean out. But he said, I love you and I love them too. And he said, I'm going to bless them and I'm going to bless you too. And that was so wonderful, you know. And I've seen God over and over again bless a whole lot of people and then bless me too, okay? So, but let's get back to how do you know that you what? Believe. Well, one of the ways you know you believe is you obey. Another way that you know that you believe is that you make sure that you line your life up with the word of God, right? Because that means you believe, and you know, and you're going to talk about them. You know, sometimes I talk and, you know, people are talking with me and then there's that awkward silence when people say, okay, Edith, you know, you talked enough about God. They don't want to hear anymore. And I can understand that. So I don't, you know, you're not, you can't shove God down people's throats. 
So I try to make sure that I balance, keep it balanced and talk about um, things on both ends. We had an awesome man of God come to the All Nations Church this past Sunday. Mr. I think it's Murray Davis. His last name is Davis, like me. And he actually was in prison um, many, many, many years ago. And, you know, at 18, was in the drugs, was in drugging, and that was a murder. And he was in, yeah, he was in part of that. Drugs will bring death. And his father, who was an alcoholic, cried out to God on his son's behalf. And he, he had a special encounter. And he went to prison. And then that, you know, he should have gone to the electric chair or definitely life in prison, but he ended up with a 20-year sentence and then got out in eight and a half years. This man, but look, if you listen to this man, how God took this man and turned his life around. He, I mean, it was just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And... So yeah, he, he turned his, God turned this man like, ended up having a 4,000 member church. Um, and he has missions, uh, orphanages in Thailand and, um, I think, um, China and Africa. Um, thousands and thousands of prisoners that in prison were brought to, the saving knowledge of Christ Jesus. God used him. His Holy Spirit came through him and drew these men to Christ Jesus. Then he contracted cancer. Didn't tell nobody. Didn't tell his wife and he got a not beautiful wife and children and grandchildren now. And he didn't tell nobody. And God healed him of cancer. I was author on Arthur Blessed, I think that's his name. He's the man that took the cross all over the world. He actually walked all over the world with the cross on his shoulder, uh, met um, world leaders and all sorts of people all over the world, bringing the gospel, the gospel that, uh, that Christ Jesus died for your sins and my sins, and it's free gift to you, right? So... Yeah, so he basically, um, out the best, you know, just when God told him to take the cross initially, just across the United States of America, right? Right two weeks before he was scheduled to leave, he had an aneurysm. And so here he is in the hospital. And they're telling him, got medication for him, that he's got to be, you know, quiet and all these other things. And what ended up happening? Huh. He asked God, well, what is it? What are you supposed to do? You guess what God did? Yahshua Mashiach, Christ Jesus, Holy Lord, God, Holy Spirit. It was crickets, cricket, crickets, crickets. No response. You know why? Because God had already get, told him what to do. So what did, what did Arthur do? He got up from that hospital bed. He took that minute. You can't do that unless you have been called by God to do that. Okay. So listen carefully what Dr. Davis is saying. Took the, took the medications and threw them away. 
and went on his journey. And it took him about 40 years, but he actually took that cross all over the world. Yasser, he made Yasser Arafat and um, some other leaders. He walked, I mean, there was one of the situations, he was in Nicaragua. And it reminds me of the, what happened to the, the poor college students in Mexico um, a few weeks ago. How they were on their way for some kind of treatment and they ended up in the wrong part of Mexico. Cartel pulled them over, took them, and it was four of them. Two of them were killed. One of them was wounded badly, and the other one was in critical condition. So it was not a happy ending for them. But this similar thing happened to Arthur, and he was in the jungles of Nicaragua, and his camper, RV camper, and they, the soldiers came and pulled them out of the camper, and he heard, he didn't understand Spanish, but he knew Uno meant one, so they were counting, and they, they had a group of them had rifles pointed at him, so he, they were about to shoot and kill him. So he thought, I'm not going to die without my Bible in my hand. So he grabs a box of Bibles, opens up the box, grabs him a Bible. He said, might as well give them all one. So he grabs as many Bibles as he can. And as he's grabbing it, he turns around to hand the Bibles to the gorillas and uh, guerrilla warfare. And... All of them were flat on their backs with their guns <laughs> laying on the side of them. And the, and the neighboring um, people in the village, they they saw what happened. There was a bright light that came out of nowhere and knocked those guys on their feet. And so when, when the author turned around with the Bible, they were they were dis all disabled. And then he tried to hand on the Bible, and they all ran for the hills. Yeah. This man was on a mission for God. I look at um, Mari Davis. He is totally, totally sold out to God. And it was tested. Right? When he first um, told God that he was giving his life to him, he said, you know, I'm going to serve you. And, you know, he was the littlest little thing. By, well, he said 5 feet 8, 133 pounds. And these guys were huge, 6 feet, muscle bound. And they didn't like church. They didn't like going to church. So they didn't want him to go to church. But Murray said, I'm going to church now. So he said, y'all might kill me when I get back. But I'm going to church. So when he got back, the guys looked at him. And they said, Murray, we like you. That's the favor of God. And you're the first real Christian we've ever seen. Now, that's a sad statement. The first real Christian that they've, they've seen. So anyway, he had there, and you know, it was uh, somebody else who was born again in prison brought him to Christ, um, saved his life because Murray was a protector of the defenseless. Little, and so somebody was trying to, you know, do something awful to a a smaller, younger person in the prison, and he stopped it. And in the middle of the night, that person crept into his cell. And put a, a kind of, they call it a shank, it's a homemade knife to his throat, is about to slit his throat. And the guy that um, brought him to Christ, or had, had been walking a walking example of Christ Jesus, told that man, when you, You're gonna have to kill me too. So basically, save Murray's life. And that's when Murray became a Christian. That's when Murray. We accepted Christ Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And then, I, you know, you look at his life and how God 
has used him to witness to thousands and thousands of, of people in prison, how God has used him to build orphanages, um, to, you know, do mission work all over the, you know, just about the world. Very close friend to my pastor, Pastor Steve Dow, who also has a heart for what? Missions. So God is just awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I was thinking about believing, believing. How do you know you believe? Well, you get, you get, it's a, we know that Murray Davis believes the fruits of his life are, are on display for all to see. You look at Saul and, and, and King David, King Saul and King David. Day and night. Now they both messed up, but David believed and had a heart for God, right? Saul did not. He was too much. He was a people pleaser. He was more concerned about what people thought about him. And I'm not saying that you don't try to get along with people and you don't love people and, you know, try to be um, of service to people, but they cannot, they cannot run you. Their opinion, because People's, humans' opinions, people is fickle. Just like with Jesus. The first day, they, ah, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Right? God save us. Right? And then a few days later, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. So you cannot, you cannot depend on man. You cannot depend on something. And you, have to work on believing. You got to believe. You know, I think about um, the woman with the issue of blood. And one of the things, what does she have that other people didn't have? She was desperate. She was in desperation. This woman was about to die. She was penniless and about to die. Why? Because all her money, everything she had went to physicians trying to heal her Body, right? So, so basically, um, she she pressed in, and which could have meant death for her in her culture and during that time, because anybody woman with issue of blood was considered unclean, unholy, and could not be around other people. As a matter of fact, it's just like leprosy; you had to notify and let people know that. You know, you are um, bleeding, right? So, um, but she pressed in anyway, and she touched, we believe, Jesus' talit, the blue thread in his talit. Now, they say the hem of his garment, but it, we believe uh, with more um, scrutiny of the word, uh, it was his talit, and it was the prayer shawl that's around, that you see most Jewish people have them around their shoulder, Right? So she touched it and instantly virtue, power left. Hey, she didn't ask Jesus permission. She took it. She took it. She received his power, right? And next thing you know, the blood dries up. But then Jesus said, who touched me? Now, wait a minute. The high priest is pulling on Jesus because his daughter who's 12 is about to die, 
right? And she's on her last throes of her deathbed. And the woman with the issue of love for 12 years, interesting coincidence, it is not. So anyway, so there's a lot in that we could unpack, but not right now. But the long and short of it is he turned around and, and addressed her. Who touched me? And, the, and um, the, the disciple said, Lord, everybody's pressing on you. Why are you asking who touched you? He knew those then. And she, once again, she had to, she had to be courageous. And in front of everybody, tell what happened. Because they could have stoned her right then and there. But you know what happened? God said, he says, daughter, he says, you are made whole. Made whole is different from being just healed. Made whole means that she not only is healed physically, but all the money that the, she spent on all those positions is restored back to her. Made whole means you, she probably was not married. So she probably got married and had babies, right? Children, right? And had a family. Made whole means restored. And one of the things I love about my daddy, Abba Father Ua Vahe, I love about my Lord and Savior, Yahshua Mashiach, Christ Jesus, what I love about my Lord God, Holy Spirit, Lord God, Ruha Kadash, is that when Satan messes with us, we don't get back just what he took. We get extra. We get 120%. Right? So I, I love that about it. So when, when Satan messes with me or my children or anybody I love and I'm covering with, with my prayers, I, I demand I demand 120%. Not that I'm demanding it from my father, but I boldly come into the throne room and I know the word and I stand on the word and I want my 120%. So it's going to be costly when you mess with me. It's going to cost you, Satan. And anybody that I love, it's going to cost you. So I think I think about Believing, let's get back to that and closing out with that. I want you guys to reflect and meditate on what do you really believe? Examine your beliefs and ask the Holy Spirit to clear up, take out any incorrect doctrines, any incorrect teachings, anything, any tears the enemy has sowed in your heart, have them to take them out of your heart, any root of bitterness, any unforgiveness, any offenses, re remove them all out of your heart, the activity of your mind, your will, your motion, and replace it with the Word of God. Replace it with His blessings. Replace it with His tender kindness and mercy. Replace it with grace, grace, and more grace. Once again, I want to end this broadcast with Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94, Enter the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis. To be overcome
by your presence, Lord.